You're listening to Work in Progress. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Work in Progress explores the rapidly changing workplace through conversations with innovators, educators, and decision-makers, people with solutions to today's workforce challenges. Since 2008, Lumina Foundation has been advocating for the goal that 60% of Americans would earn college degrees or other high-quality credentials beyond high school by 2025. Since that time, the nonprofit has been tracking the country's progress with a stronger nation, an online searchable data tool. Fifteen years in, it shows significant progress is being made across the nation, but that educational attainment rates are not equitably distributed. Courtney Brown is Lumina's Vice President of Strategic Impact and Planning and the author of A Stronger Nation. Hey, Courtney, good seeing you and good hearing you. Hi, Ramona. Great to be with you today. I know you're updating. You've just released some updates on uh, A Stronger Nation. Before we talk about the progress that is being made, tell me what you are describing as a post-high school credential certification degree. Give me a little bit of a a scope on what that might encompass. Yeah, that's a great question. So we advocate for learning beyond high school. And when we talk about that, we talk about high quality learning, and that includes any degree, associate degrees, bachelor's degrees, or higher, as well as a certificate or a workforce certification. So either of those things, so those short-term credentials also matter to the workforce of today and tomorrow. And so that could be an industry certification with uh, plumbing, electrician. Welding, absolutely. Um, and these are certificates that you may get in healthcare. They may be in IT, uh, anything that actually provides value to an individual. And when we look at these short-term credentials, these certificates or certifications, we actually determine high quality by a labor market value. So we put a labor market value above a high school uh, degree alone on those. For certifications, it's a 10% labor market value, and for certificates, a 15% labor market value. What is the value that a worker gets, an employee gets, job seeker gets from having one of these post-high school certifications? These certificates, these certifications, these short-term credentials are really essential for people to have so they can get a job. So when I think about the infrastructure bill, the chips bill, these things that are that are coming out and all the jobs that are going to be created, those individuals that are going to be hired need to have those skills. They need to have credentialed skills, a certificate in IT, a certification in plumbing help to demonstrate to an employer that they have the skills and knowledge that are necessary to get that job, to actually be successful in that job. One of the things is that the, the market is flooded with all types of certificates, certifications that you can get. And we want to make sure these are actually valuable to the individual, that they aren't getting a dead end certification, spending a lot of money getting this, and they aren't actually translating into the workforce. At one point, I interviewed somebody from Credential Engine. I think they said there was over 9,000 different credentials out there. Absolutely. I think it's more like 900,000. There's a a great deal of credentials um, in the marketplace and it it is essential. Like we want to make sure that this is about the individual having something that creates a good job and a good life for them. So when the project started, according to the data, just under 38% of adults between the ages of 25 and 64 had these post-high school degrees, credentials, or certifications. 
Are we making progress? We are absolutely making progress. Over the 15 years, we have increased by 16 percentage points, which is pretty amazing. We're almost at 54% as a nation now uh, for attainment. That includes the short-term credentials as well as the degrees. So it is it is incredible progress that, that we have seen, and I'm really happy to see that. In uh, Stronger Nation, which we've been doing since 2009, which is this report on, on attainment, we use data from the American Community Survey. And so the most recent data that they have they've put out is 2021 data. The last time, uh, they, they do this every year. So that every year they put out the data. The data from 2020, they just lack some validity and reliability, uh, we felt. Now, if you remember in 2020, the pandemic was in full force and data collection was, was really difficult. So they just didn't have the sample size necessary to, to get great data. And so as a result, we did not publish Stronger Nation in 2020, which means the last time we published it was in 2019. So from 2019 till 2021, the data that we're, we're releasing now, we've seen an almost two percentage point jump in attainment, which is the largest increase we have seen across any two-year period since we started Stronger Nation. It's incredibly promising. It's incredibly great news uh, for our nation, for individuals, for, for the future of our economy. Is that in each category, people going to college, people getting industry credentials and certification, yeah. or is it split up a little bit? Yeah, it, there is some some differences across credentials. So one of the great things about our Stronger Nation tool, and I would encourage you and to your listeners to go on to our Stronger Nation tool and, and play around with it. You can find it at luminafoundation.org. So in that Stronger Nation tool, as you scroll down the page, you can see the credentials broken up um, by type of credential and the percent that have attained that credential. Now we don't double count anyone. So if you have whatever their highest level of credential is, that's where you get counted. So if you have an associate's and a bachelor's, you're just counted as a bachelor. So we're not, we're not double counting people. But in the, the data, what we've seen nationally is that degree attainment increased quite a bit. Um, they, degree attainment increased by about two percentage points. Those short-term credentials that we were just talking about pretty much stayed flat, uh, or in some cases decreased a little bit in 2021. Uh, this could be, you know, a whole host of reasons why this had happened. It could be that many of those people that had a certificate or certification got a bachelor's degree or an associate's degree in that year, so they they changed categories, if you will. Um, it could be that. It could be the labor market again. 2021 was a year of, of continued disruption from the pandemic. And it could be some odd things were happening in the labor market. It could be that individuals weren't actually able to access the training. We know with, with these short-term credentials, a lot of them are hands-on. So you actually need to be in person to obtain these skills and knowledge. And in 2021, a lot of what we were doing was virtual. People didn't have the ability to go in and, and learn how to weld or learn the nursing tools that they may need to do in person. So we may see this change as, as we move forward, but it's something we need to keep watch on. That's really a great explanation because I was feeling a little concerned when, when we were talking earlier and you were saying things were slowing down in that field. But if somebody goes on and gets a bachelor's degree, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. 
mean, that's what we want. We want these credentials. I mean, one of the things when we think about a high quality credential is they should lead to further learning. They should continue an opportunity for all Americans to have access to the next credential. Um, so they continue, can continue to skill and upskill and, and reskill as necessary. At the beginning, I mentioned that while there's progress, it's not necessarily equitably distributed. Some groups, some races and ethnicities, the rate of attainment is getting better, but they're still lagging a little bit behind the nation. Yeah, absolutely. So again, on the Stronger Nation tool, you can you can see these data um, disaggregated by race, ethnicity, and you can look at the trend from 2009 all the way to the, the most current data in 2021. So what we saw this year, some good news, is we saw a really large increase by the Hispanic and Latino population. So from 2019 to 2021, their attainment uh, increased by over two and a half, around two and a half percentage points. We saw a similar for Black Americans that increased about two percentage points. This is great news um, that, you know, we really want to see some, some movement. Unfortunately, as you said, the attainment for Black Americans, for Hispanic, Latino, and Native American Indians still falls far below that of, of white Americans or Asian Americans. So where the, you know, the national attainment rate for, for degrees, this is just for degrees, is at about 46%. So that's the national attainment, uh, degree attainment at four, about 46%. Black attainment's only at 34%. Uh, Hispanic attainment, almost 28%. And American Indian Alaska Native attainment is just over 25%. So you can see there's a huge gap there between where these three populations sit and the national average at about 46%, white attainment being at 50%, Asian attainment being over, you know, almost 66%. So while the news is encouraging that we've seen, you know, an increase for, for some of these groups over the last two years, there's still a, a long way to go before we actually have an uh, equitable attainment here. Do you have numbers on for when the project started 15 years ago, where those groups were? Yeah, absolutely. And on Stronger Nation, you can see that going all the way back to the data from 2009. So, and it shows a trend line. So we can see all, all race ethnicities have gone up consistently since 2009, which is good. We've seen some white attainment and an Asian attainment increasing at a little bit faster rate, which is great for those populations. But we also want to see those attainment rates for Black Americans, for Hispanic Americans, Latino Americans, Native Americans to increase even more substantially so we don't have these incredible gaps by race ethnicity. I also noticed in your report that state by state, the attainment level has gone up, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. So we saw for the first time ever for degree attainment, and this is just for degree attainment, associate degrees and higher, every single state increased in attainment, which again is, is really good news and we don't always see that. So every state increased. It wasn't quite the same story with certificates and certifications. Some states dropped in certificate or certification attainment. And, you know, again, that, that could be a result of their labor markets. They were kind of scattered across the country, so there's no regional reason I, I can say to that. But each state it really depends on what their labor market, what was going on there, perhaps, and their population and, and what, what they needed at that time. And again, the 2021 data, again, was a time of disruption. And so we'll kind of see how these states bounce back or, or come back in the next year, in the 2022 data. 
So Courtney, you do look at the younger population in this data. What is it showing? What kind of trends are we seeing? Yeah, so our Stronger Nation tool allows people to look at the 25 to 64. So the, the 2025 20, 60% goal is, is based on the working age population, 25 to 64. But we also look at the 25 to 34 year old population, kind of as our indicator of where the, the country is going. When we set the goal in 2008, the 25 to 34 year old uh, attainment rate was actually lower than the 25 to 64 year olds, just slightly lower. And what we're seeing is since then, that attainment rate has grown significantly and surpassed the national attainment rate. And the 25 to 34 year old attainment rate sits at almost 56%, which is really good news to our nation, uh, to the future of our nation, that we have a more educated population kind of coming through. You know, we need to not let our foot off the pedal and, and continue to make sure that we are educating uh, younger population as well as adults. But this 56% for the 25 to 34 year old population is, is really good news for us. Is there anything in the data that really surprised you? I was so pleasantly surprised, I will say, about the increase, the almost two percentage point increase uh, over 2019. So that was a, a welcome surprise. I was also, I'm, I am pleased to see the increase in the Hispanic and Latino and the Black American increase in attainment. Love to see that higher, but it is, it's showing progress. And so I was really excited to see that. The certificate and certification data surprised me a little bit and, you know, until I started thinking about it more, but I, I, I guess I was surprised in a disappointed way that we didn't see increases there. But given everything that was happening during the pandemic, I think given that those things stayed um, relatively stable, it is probably good news. And it's just something that I'll be keeping a close eye on as, as we move forward. What changes could be made to encourage people to get these post high school credentials? If I were an employer, I would look at the state and say, this is great. We have a more educated population. We have a more educated nation. But knowing what skills and knowledge I'm going to need from my employers moving forward, especially at, you know, basically at full employment right now um, as a nation, employers are still saying that they're not getting the skills, that we still don't have individuals with the skills and knowledge they need to fill the jobs that they have open. And so what can employers do to skill and reskill the employees they have right now? So if I was an employer, I would begin to think about that and, and the role that these short-term credentials could have. So how can they help their employees in, in getting those and, and future employees get these skills so we can actually fill the skills gap that we have as a nation? Because as we continue to have, you know, these new bills come up, infrastructure bill, the, the chips bill and whatnot, we need more talent. So that would be one of the first things as an employer, I would say. If I was a policymaker, I would think about, you know, we're on a good roll here. We're, we're increasing attainment. Again, it's not sufficient. And if I want to bring new jobs to my community, to my state, to my nation, how do I make sure that my population, my residents have the skills and knowledge they need? Uh, we need to think about you know, increasing enrollment, increasing completion, and making sure that we're doing it in an equitable way so that everyone has an opportunity. For individuals, so th those people that maybe don't have a credential, I think we've seen a lot of, of people questioning lately, well, why do I need to get a credential? Right now, the economy's you know, great, or I can get a job and I can make a lot more with a high school degree alone than I could a couple years ago. In fact, 
you know, what is, what is the reason for me to spend my time getting a credential when I can be making more money at, you know, a fast food restaurant or a service industry or a store or something. And the reality is that to get a better job, to get the next job, individuals are going to need some type of credentialed learning. Those jobs aren't going to last. The economy's not continue. You know, we keep questioning if we're going into a recession. Those jobs are not going to continue to last. And these are the individuals that are going to be hurt the most. And so we want to make sure that those individuals recognize that getting some type of learning beyond high school, you know, getting on that pathway is really essential for them to get a good job and a good life and move forward. I think all of that is great advice, Courtney. Thank you very much for sharing your time with me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I've been speaking with Courtney Brown, Lumina Foundation's Vice President of Strategic Impact and Planning and the author of A Stronger Nation. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Thank you for listening.